to welcome you to today's Stats and Short Stories episodes. Stats and Short Stories is a partnership between Miami University and the American Statistical Association. Today's guest is Professor Alberto Cairo from the University of Miami in Florida. He is the Knight Chair in Visual Journalism in the School of Communication and the Director of the Visualization Program at the Center for Computational Science there. I'm John Baylor. I'm chair of the Department of Statistics at Miami University, and I'm joined by my colleague, Richard Campbell, chair of the Department of Media, Journalism, and Film. We are delighted to be speaking with Alberto on our short episode today. Alberto, welcome. Thank you for having me. Alberto, I wanted to start with a, a, a challenge. Let's talk about data visualization some more on a, an audio podcast. And you write in your book, The Truthful Art, that an outstanding visual presentation will have five qualities. It is truthful, functional, beautiful, insightful, and enlightening. Uh, it sounds like there's the possibility for at least five books there as I read that. Um, which, which of these qualities is most important and why? Well, they they come in order for a reason. Um, <laughs> I, I thought the, so. <laughs> yeah. So it needs to be truthful first, right? So a good visualization needs to be based on good data, uh, which is, is for journalists. When I say that, it sounds it sounds stupid. Of course, we are going to use just good data, but as a statistician, you know how hard it is to to find good data and to manage that data properly, uh, making sure that it doesn't have errors. You know, reading the metadata and the description of the methodology through the data was generated, uh, making sure that the measures that you're about to visualize are actually measuring what you think that they are measuring. So truthful comes first, right? Being truthful. Functional in the sense of the, it comes second because a graphic needs to be clear, right? A data visualization needs to be clear and deliver the information correctly. Beautiful in the sense of elegant and, and well-designed in terms of the use of typography, color, composition, which is something that scientists and statisticians tend to dismiss a little bit and forget a little bit, unfortunately. And then insightful and enlighten, enlightening in the sense that a, a good visualization needs to needs to matter, right? It needs to reveal something that is meaningful, something that increases your understanding about a particular issue. And as a result of that, the enlightening part is that it makes you a better person because it makes you a more informed reader. I would add a sixth element in there. That may Six become another, Yeah, another book <laughs> in the future uh, that I may title The Moral Art because Moral art, a graphic no. also needs to be ethical. Right? It's something that something uh, that has been worrying me in the past couple of years, and particularly in the last year, is the amount of misleading visualizations that I am uh, that I am seeing. Right, bad graphics or graphics that are designed to to deceive mm -hmm. in purpose. Right, so that's another component. So that that sort of feeds into my question: How how do you today, both in your class and in in public, deal with? Uh, the sort of anti-science, anti-data, every opinion is equally valid, the sort of fake news charges that, that are made off against journalism. How do, how do statisticians and journalists counter that? I particularly worry about journalists because we're, we're supposed to be detached, right? So mm -hmm. the journalists are really struggling when they're, when they're sort of singled out for producing fake news, which usually isn't fake. Fake news. Yeah, of course, it is. I think they get in a bind here on how to talk about this in a way that uh, that they haven't had to before. 
<sighs> it's difficult to say. And well, it's actually easier for me to talk about these uh, matters right now because I am not a working journalist anymore. Mm-hmm. I am a professor, so <laughs> and I, you know, I have a big social media platform and I use it at will. So I. I yes. feel free to say whatever the hell I want, right? So <laughs> it's 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 very easy for me to say that we journalists need to be a little bit more forthcoming and straightforward and push back against mm-hmm. all those things and basically defend what we do. Um, if working journalists cannot do that because they are trying to be as fair and you know balanced and and cool headed as as they can because they need to do that when they are working in newsrooms. It, it is what is being demanded by their editors. Perhaps it needs to be academics who need to be a little bit more, you know, calling out bullshit whenever we see bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. And, and defending, you know, the, the, the craft of journalism, defending the work of journalists and, and, and basically talking about that, you know, or not all news are fake. That's obviously, uh, that's obviously true. And then uh, contributing all of us perhaps to in the long term, um, helping raise public awareness about, you know, certain techniques uh, or certain um, vaccines like mental or cognitive vaccines that we can that we can all apply to ourselves to strengthen our own bullshit detectors. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, teaching people uh, critical thinking, statistical thinking, uh, teaching people media literacy, obviously, as well, and both formally and informally. And all of us contributing to a, an environment in which whenever we see a story that mishandles data or visualization, in my case, calling it out in a rational manner and debunking it, right, and verifying it or yeah, or deba- and debunking it if it is a bad, it's a bad story. So there's not a good answer to that mm-hmm. question. I think that is a, it's a challenge that is going to be the challenge of our age. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, I, am an, I am an optimist and I think that, that we can win this battle if, uh, you know, all the well-intentioned people out there join, you know, this fight. You know, I, th- I think that you outlined somewhat of a, a code of professional ethics for visualization and for and for using for reporting on data. It's been our pleasure to have Alberto Cairo join us on Stats and Short Stories. Stats and Stories is a partnership between Miami University's Department of Statistics and Media, Journalism, and Film and the American Statistical Association. Stay tuned and keep following us on Twitter or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to share your thoughts on our program, send your email to statsandstories at miamioh.edu and be sure to listen for future episodes where we discuss the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics.